Welcome. Welcome to another episode of Getting Loose and Killing Time. I'm Christopher Seymour, not um, to be confused with Christopher Seymour. <laughs> I'm Patrick B. Ray, not to be confused with Patrick, Patrick B. Ray. Ray. There's a lot of Patrick Rays on the internet. I found this out when I was trying to figure out my music stuff, but yeah. Who do we got here? I'm David Miner. What's up? Hey. Where are you, you where are you uh where are you in from, David? Oh man. Uh Colorado. Mm. Austin yesterday. What were you? I'm going to ask you like I wasn't also yeah. there. What were you doing in Austin, David? Uh, well, we were uh, <laughs> eating hot dogs. Yeah, eating hot dogs and uh, getting loose Kicking and ass. cutting loose and killing time. No, we. Uh, <laughs> I went out and saw South Texas Tweak and Nick Garza play at a container uh, facility, and then uh, played a little song stop with Nick at uh, the uh, what's that Sagebrush. It's kind of a strange venue for a concert. A container facility. What's up with that? I heard there was it was amazing. Yeah, there <laughs> was interesting things going on there. Is that so? <laughs> yeah, man. There's some uh, wrestling going on. <laughs> I love wrestling. Yeah, that's that's what they and call it. Hot wrong. dogs and tacos and live music and wrestling and it's wrestling, David. Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. It was nice. <laughs> no, this was wrestling. This was this. What was, do you mean it was wrestling? They were flying off the ropes. Yeah, that sounds like wrestling. Wrestling. Oh. All right. Wrestling's what you do in the front yard. No, yeah, that's no, like, wrestling's what wrestling's you do off the top like, rope. Okay. You're like, hey, you guys coming over to watch wrestling Monday night? Who else we got? Well, I'm uh, David Cousin, and I uh, don't do anything music related. That's sad. It's but not true. I heard you talking about playing some guitar. Yeah. Yeah. I help. I help him uh, decide which songs to sing. He's an advisor. <laughs> That's a pretty important position. Send him a song, and he'll just be like, "Yeah, no." That's good. He doesn't listen in the end, but you know, it's, it's, it's nice to have some feedback. At least makes you feel like you're involved, right? Yeah, I feel I feel cool and worthwhile. <laughs> Doesn't last for that long, but you know, those ten seconds it means is a he, lot. Is he seeking your opinion out of pity? Yeah, it's kind of like a cousin thing. You know, it's really more for myself to feel like I'm a collaborative person. <laughs> and I just go, "What do you think?" And he goes, "I don't like it." And I go, "Okay, I'm going to I'm going to put it out anyways. I don't care." Yeah, we don't have, we don't have that Texas scene. You know, it's yeah. just it's just me. He's just alone in the room in Colorado. In the woods. <laughs> I, I, I just, yeah, I just imagine you. Yeah, imagine you deep, you know, off in the woods on top of a mountain in a little log cabin with <laughs> yeah. smoke coming out the top. There's probably snow on the ground, like nine or ten months out of the year. Yeah, you just kind of play by yourself. God, it's a uh, student housing uh, across from a grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> it's the least Colorado yeah. thing that you could be living in. Talking on Skype, you know. I can see the foothills from my uh, balcony. No, wait. So you live in Fort Collins? Yeah, right? up uh, southern Wyoming. Okay, Southern Wyoming. <laughs> it's it's kind of a cool it's kind of a cool area. I don't know. I was up there last last summer. Yeah, late last summer playing some. I like it. Some shows. It's got a really cool mix of people. I heard it's getting really expensive though up there. It's yeah, like the the whole front people. range, as they call it, is. I've only been around there for four years, but uh, Denver and Boulder are spreading north and south. Spreading like wildfire. Yeah. Like cancer in the hills. Jesus, why don't you just alienate everybody in Denver and Boulder? <laughs> I love Denver and Boulder. Denver and Boulder <laughs> are the best places. Yeah. It's it's fun. <laughs> well, I, like, who, who we, we're on a podcast with Rich Russell like two podcasts ago. <laughs> and Rich was like, yeah, it's like a potluck in New Orleans. And Patrick was like, a potluck in New Orleans? That sounds awful. And I'm like, what sounds <laughs> awful about that? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. It's not it's like they're known for their food or anything. <laughs> I think I was being facetious probably. I don't even remember. Oh, I, no, I kind of thought though. about that after yeah. the fact. I was like, maybe he was trying to be sardonic or that something. That's what I was doing, yeah. yeah. Like, Failed. Oh, that sounds awful. Miserably, though. I mean. No. I would never want to go to a potluck in New Orleans where they have all that great food. It sounds terrible. <laughs> That was what I was trying to do. <laughs> Maybe you should have used that voice. We can, we can, we can edit that in, right? Well, we're going to go back and yeah. re-edit that episode and then republish it. Yeah. We edit a lot. I sure hope so. Now, we, we don't tend to do a lot of content editing. Hmm. So, you know, be careful what you say. We yeah, because we're putting it in there. Yeah. It's like it's going to be like my memoirs. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, they're going to be scathing and I'm going to use real fucking names. <laughs> Like everybody I know is going to be in there. All this lovey dovey shit. Dude, I plan. I just plan on getting sued over them, really. Yeah. Yeah. But see, I'll be telling the truth. I'll be like, all press is good press. I'm like, you really were like that, Grandma. You know? (laughs) I don't care about your painting. (laughs) 
It's funny. I have some of my great grandma's paintings right over there. They're beautiful. They're always that, that great. one that's rolled up is black. Well, you can't memoir. see any of them. Yeah, <laughs> they're rolled up. I'd love to take a peek later. She was so, a, like a, a fairly prolific painter up in in uh, Red River, New Mexico, and uh, in Lubbock. And then she, I mean, she painted for years. She's got. She was the kind of painter that would paint stuff that that is like in a bank. You know, they have like. Mm. A mural of a longhorn cow standing in blue yeah. bonnet. It's like that was stuff my grandma. My like, grandma. like super eight artwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like you know stuff you'd see in an antique store, and you look at it really hard, and you're like, "This is not an antique." It's <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, so we we were talking a little bit earlier as we had our 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 Sunday dinner, as is tradition, um, and we were talking about riding together, mm-hmm. and um, riding in the streets. Was that part of the book? writing? Oh, writing! I thought you were talking yeah. about like no, no, no write civil unrest. <laughs> so we're talking about writing together, <laughs> and you were saying that you you tend to write mostly by yourself. Yeah, that you you don't really branch out and, and collaborate in that way with a lot of folks. No, but you said you had been writing with Charlie J. Memphis. Uh, him and I have tried a couple times. It's never like. Mostly to my fault. There's a bird outside. I think we have. There's a baby bird outside. Some baby birds. Right on. That's I know fine. a guy who can get rid of them for you. Yeah. It's me. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go ahead and need that industry discount. <laughs> I've heard how expensive your services are. <laughs> the table. You got to pay a little for the best. Um, yeah. So, yeah. What, what about it? About writing with someone is, is difficult for you. And do you think it's because maybe... They're too personal for you. You don't want to let other people in on that. Or I was talking to Patrick about this earlier mm-hmm. in the car when we were driving from Austin. It was like when I write a song, uh, once I get the idea and it's like what I deem to be a good idea, the song comes very quickly after that. Mm-hmm. And if I don't write it as fast as I can, right when the idea hits me, it's gone or I overthink it and it doesn't end up as good as it should be so like oftentimes when I'm doing like a a co-write or attempting to do a co-write someone will come up with an idea and then I'll I'll just write as fast as I can (laughs) the the whole song and then there's no like collaboration and if they like it they like it if they don't like it they don't like it but that's one of my uh, goals for the future is to be better at writing with other people because it's tiring writing on your own I was telling him we we went through this the other day we, we seymour came over and i was like seymour i got this new song idea here you know we, we start messing with it and he just takes off he's just like oh man we can do this and this and like Brrr. and he start he writes a whole song right in five minutes i'm like seymour wait for me he <laughs> just took off <laughs> It was good though. Like we came well, up with some good we, shit. We though. do it differently. It was too. good. I, I'm a, which I'm is a, that's part of why it works so well is because we got like he looks at stuff this way, I look at stuff that way, and dude, we, just turn the voice memo recorder on because okay. I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to spit out as many ideas yeah. in a short period of time as I can, and then maybe you find something you like, you go back over it again, over it again, mm-hmm. over again. You know. See, I'll sit here on a Tuesday afternoon and stare at my and stare at a song that I've written and be like, all right, let's see if we can mess with this. Let's yeah. You know, tweak it and turn knobs and move words. And I'm, I'm a very sporadic writer. Like, it's either all at once mm-hmm. or nothing at all. Mm-hmm. So um, it'll usually come in a cycle where I'll uh, write a bunch of songs, like them all, not write anything for a while, panic about not writing anything for a while, overthink it, try to write a bunch of songs, force it, they all turn out terrible, forget about <laughs> it, and then all of a sudden write, like, three or four songs that I like again. That's just the way it goes. Do you ever get to that that situation where you're in a little dry spell and you're like, I'll never write a good song again? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I grew out of that. You grew out of it? I grew out of it. Well. And I think part of that is just because like, I did it so many times where I was like, oh, I wrote something. I'll never write anything this good again. And then I ended up overcoming that. I think... The thing that helps me if I get stuck is really just is a lot of times it's it's working in something totally different medium wise. Mm. I'll sit down and do illustrations or something. Mm. It helps pull me away from that thing, <laughs> focuses me in a different 
drawing is different than writing music. <laughs> writing music's extremely emotional and like involved and like cerebrally connecting to that thing. Yeah. Whereas if I sit down and I do an illustration, it's literally I'm just checking out and putting lines on paper. Yeah. And I, so I think sometimes just varying my approach to things like what I'm what I'm working on, um, it, it helps refresh me and into that. And I think taking stuff in for other that's when I think co-writing really becomes useful. You know? I get sick of hearing my own ideas pretty mm. quickly. So I'm so I do that with, with recording and production. I'll sit in here oh, and just yeah. like for hours I'll be editing a song and then I'll send it to someone or I'll get Seymour to listen to it or like get some other set of eyes on it and it just changes everything because my I get so I get fixated on the same things and I go through and I'm like, oh, I'll obsess over this little detail. I got to fix that. And I'll yeah. spend five hours trying to fix that one thing. I find often that my, my uh, standards exceed my abilities. So like yeah, what, me I, too. what I want <laughs> yeah. is far outside of what I can actually pull off. And so that gets frustrating, which is why working with uh, other people is awesome. See, so yeah, I'll get that fiddle in there. I'll be like, I'm going to lay down a fiddle track to this song right now. Five hours later, I'm like, fuck. I can't even play fiddle, damn it. Why did I even mess with this? Why did I even try? Yeah, man, I, I don't even try. <laughs> I don't even try. Fiddle's just, hard, man. That's a hard instrument. I just find other people to do that shit to do it better than me. Yeah, they're expensive, though. I found the right people. Well, yeah. Maybe. Sometimes you just get lucky and some of your friends just turn into really good musicians. Yeah. That's happened to me. Uh, some of the guys I used to play with, they were good. Well, first, but you now they're get, freaking ridiculous. First, you, you know, got to like, get friends, Seymour. I mean, I, you know, that's that's the necessary part of the equation uh, up front. It's always cute when he tries to throw a drive at me. He's just not good at it, you know. <laughs> no, I was mainly I was like, mainly, like, I was being self-referential there. Uh, I, I just thought it was like you know if Dudley Do Right tried to throw a little dart at Snidely Whiplash, it would just won't work out well, man. It just. And you, sir, need to shave. <laughs> Go comb your hair. <laughs> so you're working on some new stuff, though, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, so the last album you put out, uh, very singer-songwriting. Yeah. Very, very like... What was the title of that? Our Mother the Mountain were, kind of stuff. Yeah, it was Not familiar. Called Silver Valley. Mm -hmm. When did Silver that come Valley. Out? Uh Late January of uh, 2021. So a little over a year ago. Yeah. It's pretty prolific. You're already coming out with another album. This man. is the longest time I've spent uh, between albums, and that keeps happening. And I've found that the longer I spend in between albums, the better the songs are. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I, I'm not good at picking up on patterns and stuff. I was never good at math mm -hmm. and that kind of thing, so... It took me a while to get that beaten into my head. It's like, hey, man, slow down. You're all right. Well, there's there's yeah. a pressure to release nowadays. You know? Yeah. There's, like, that's part of how the algorithm gets driven. That's something I need to, like, I constantly remind myself. And it's like, it sounds like a negative, but it really is a positive. I, I have to constantly remind myself that no one is watching. No one cares. Like, there's, there's no one's, like, <laughs> sitting there being like, oh, like, it's been 12 and a half months since you put out an album. Like, what's David doing? Like, no one. Yeah, you're not. No Luke, one cares. You're not Luke Bell, yeah, right? Exactly. Thank God. Well, and then for that Silver Valley album, like, you wanted to put it out in that the summer of 2020. Yeah. And mm. then your album like list, like half those songs disappeared. You got new songs or like six more songs, and like those were way better. Like, yeah, the more that, time I can take, the more time you like put in between it. Pop a top again. Yeah, we do that every podcast. <laughs> he was excited for that one. Yeah, he, he right. I didn't it. know what he wanted. There's, there's like a few things that just seem to happen every podcast. Somebody, Somebody will inevitably open a beer. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe even more than once. I've been known to do that every now and then. We also tend to talk about Towns Van Zant and Guy, Guy Clark in every podcast, and I told him I would bring this up. Oh no, this piece of shit, Mike Stanton. Dude, I know that one's really bad. It just like keeps drifting down from my face. Yeah. Like I keep slouching with it. And at some point I'm like, this is this is really poor posture. It's gonna yeah. be bad for my back. Yeah. You know, I already need a backyotomy. So oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. <All> right. <laughs> we'll probably have to cut that part out. 
It's fine. We always say that, and then you're always like, no, nah, leave it in there. It's raw. I like it. It adds to the, the charm. I do yeah, that too when know? I say it. He like, does. Leave that raw. in there. I like it. He's raw. I yeah. wiggle my head. Like, <laughs> he does. Snap. Let me you don't ever snap, dude. Don't try to, don't try to church it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Towns Van Zant and Guy Clark. He and I had a really great conversation about this in the. Oh, car. there's a reference for today. That's it. But it would, actually, I want, I want to actually talk about. It. I want I want to hear this. Uh, okay. Opinion again. Oh gosh. Because, I think Seymour is going to find this really interesting. We're, yeah. We're right. talking about Guy Clark, right? Tyler Van Zant as right. like good songwriters. Yeah. And, you know, they generally held to be, both of them top quality songwriters. Yes. I still find them both to be top quality songwriters. Let's <laughs> let's not start this off. That's you're pre- you're prefacing, David. That's yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm going to preface Look, a lot just, of this. Just give us this. <laughs> give us this. Getting loose, killing time. No, I got an exclusive hot take. This is one right of those now. hot takes I got to easy into. <laughs> yeah. So, Who needs loose. Fuck around, yeah. get your ass kicked <laughs> out in the parking lot. Man, that'll get your ass kicked. No, we were talking earlier about uh, kind of like country music hot takes that we have. Yeah. Uh, Especially ones that can uh, get people pretty hot. <laughs> and uh, mine was that Towns is not in my top five of songwriters. Ooh. Now, hold on. <laughs> hold on now. Let me explain. Uh, I think Towns is an incredibly uh, talented songwriter. Right. He's a, His persona and who he was as a person, legendary. Mm-hmm. Uh, what he's done for singer-songwriter music is great. Yeah. Um, I think... In my opinion, he's an amazing poet, and uh, that's, throwing out some high praise there, David. Get to the, get to the butt. There's that, no, that, there's that. no butt. I like, that's, like that's the thing. Yeah, okay, that's okay, the right, thing. Right, right. He's, he's an amazing poet. poet. Yeah. I, I love Towns' music, but I told you there was a butt. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I, th- I think uh, I am personally drawn to uh, songwriters that uh, have a great economy of words and are. Um, able to say deep complicated things in a simple way that can hit you just the same if not more as a 16 verse uh ballad ballad yeah yeah like like who for example like a like a towns band song or something. yeah yeah well i mean but like okay you said he's not in your top five which, oh yeah which, so which I, the- I think uh my my like top five mm-hmm. songwriters are all guys who exemplify economy of words and uh, in no particular order, Guy Clark, legend. He's really good at uh, just not telling you what to feel, but just telling you and letting you feel and like That's telling you in it. such a way that you have no choice but to feel mm-hmm. that. Um, and he doesn't he doesn't dress it up. He doesn't give you a million metaphors and stuff. He just tells you. And in the same vein, John Prine, uh, Billy Joe Shaver, Chris Christopherson. That's four. Yeah, who, who rounds Tom out the T. top five? Oh, Tom T. Hall for sure. Yeah, oh, you're right. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. that's and my I top mean, five. Those are all fantastic. That's not a hot take. Yeah. Now, if I'm at the bar, I've had a few beers, and I want to pe- piss people off, I'm, I'll be like, Towns Van Zandt sucks. But like, Towns Van Zandt's great. But you know. Quicksilver Daydreams is a great song, but like Guy Clark would never would have written that. Yeah. Yeah. That was actually the same example that he used in the car. That's the same exact song. I was like, yeah, well, Towns got Quicksilver Daydreams, and that's cool. Yeah. No, so I, I think one of I think they're they're just it's like no homegrown tomatoes, I, right? <laughs> but there there are exceptions to to everything that you're saying here, right? So Towns had songs that were very song like that did have a good economy of words. The example that I use is Pacho and Lefty. I think it's a very well crafted song. Yeah, the imagery is appropriate. It's not too flowery, yeah. but we, it's, it's, we beat that know. horse for a while. That Which Pacho horse? and Lefty horse. We did. Yeah, a lot of people. We've have. gone Nietzsche but, on that shit. But also, like Guy Clark has songs that are more. Towns Van Zant esque as well. They're a little more out well, there. I also like. I just like guys like Bill Anderson too. Oh yeah. And people don't talk about Bill Anderson enough. They don't. In my opinion. Like you'll be. Li- I'll be listening to an album. It'll be like an old George Jones album or something. And I'll be like, man, that is the best song on this fucking album. Hey, he's that song's amazing. Who wrote that? No, oh, it's Bill Anderson. And I mean, it's just kind of like always something like that, you know. Um. That's how Shel Silverstein is. Like you, you listen to a song, you hear, yeah, who wrote that? Son of a bitch, it's Shel Silverstein. Yeah, he, <laughs> he did kids' books. Yeah, that's one but, of the craziest country music facts. Yeah, 
Does Shel Silverstein wrote a lot of country songs? Yeah. 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 I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's the same. It's kind of the same part of your brain to write, you know, kids' stories and to write, you know. Yeah, Patrick, it's called the creative side of your brain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I was, I was, Patrick I was and ready I to jump in on that. Towards each other I was today. like, yeah. He like, went out of town and I missed him. For, so, for, ch- for like children's <laughs> stories, you need to like say things simply and like make complex things yeah. and simple. And for like, in my opinion, good songwriting, like you need to be able to make complex things and emotional things simple and yeah. put them in a song and have it so anyone can sing along no matter uh, whether they've been to college or not or understand uh, your metaphors. Like you should be able to make me cry no matter what. We don't all have to be Bob Dylan. I sure hope not. <laughs> You're hoping we aren't. <laughs> so, so okay. Well, here's a here, here's an even better question, and I'm willing to weigh in on this too. What's a songwriter that people are really, really into? Towns Van Zandt excluded. Bob Dylan. <laughs> that you hate. That everybody would be like, why the fuck do you hate him? Bob oh, Dylan. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I, but like Bob, Bob, Bob Dylan's <laughs> like everyone else. Like he does have good songs. Like oh, I, sure. I, I can't say that. He's I hate a bad his voice. Songwriter. I can't yeah. stand to listen. That's part Ooh, of the mama's in the basement talking about the government. It's like, part of the mystique. I mean, I hate that people try to that's emulate good, that. Oh, yeah. People try to emulate Bob good. Dylan's voice all the time. You know, like like Why? I'll go to I'll wait, go to wait an open mic. My new act tonight. I got some I got some songs to try out. Some Dylan some Dylan songs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like I was in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of references Stepping to jokers and clowns and various doesn't work out. See more. That's Bob Probably. Dylan impersonator. Yeah. You could play down at Pete's Piano Bar. <laughs> but I would want to Cyrano de Bergerac all that. The, you know what I mean? You'd want to what? Cyrano de Bergerac that. Well, I mean, I was thinking you could just You know, where I'm the, like the man behind the curtain. I'm singing, but then that guy's lip singing, whatever it is I'm singing. So I don't actually have to take credit for you singing the, like the, Bob Dylan ever. The bachelorette parties with their flashing cowboy hats do not care. Yeah, like Whether Bob it's Dylan. you are they, are or they, Are the bachelorette else. parties big Bob Dylan fans? <laughs> I, sure. Look, they're fans. Look, of I will thing. say this about they're a Bob Dylan song. Anything with tight jeans. Yeah. I will say this about a Bob Dylan song. I love Bob Dylan songs when other people do Bob Dylan songs, and true. I can oh. and they rearrange them, and I can't tell it's a Bob Dylan. Yeah, like song. Tony Rice's Tony Rice. House Carpenter. Yeah, is a great yeah, it's great. Of a Bob Dylan song. Well, I, Sweetheart like you. That he does. Well, even like a, all along the Watchtower, right? We don't think of that as a Bob Dylan song. We think of that as a Jimi Hendrix song. And I'm not saying whether you like Jimi Hendrix or not. And regardless, Bob Dylan played that arrangement of that song after the fact, right? Yeah. Jimi Hendrix just owned that song more than Bob Dylan did, even though he wrote it. Mm-hmm. This is obviously a song that's brought up. I mean, why are you guys smirking right now? Yeah, we talked about that. That song too? Yeah. Well, we talked about Jimi Hendrix in the car earlier. Wait, it's kind of yeah. never mind. We're, just hitting, a, we're hitting all the buttons. Jimmy Hendrix like, fan song. Oh, Jimi <laughs> Hendrix is awesome. Seattle legend. <clears throat> Shout out Seattle. Seattle. <laughs> Well, it's like how uh, Morgan Wallen covered uh, "Cover Me Up," and that's just obviously the best version of that song. Man, (laughs) I like it that you got problems with that song. Okay, I think that song is rapey. That's what I think. Oh man, I'm not. Let's get into this. Let's get into this one. Not a fan of that one. Let me let me pull up the words real quick. Okay, let's break this down. Jamie, Jamie, pull the words up here. Do we edit out this part where we Uh, sit here? We uh we we do have an intern here on "Get Loose and Killing Time." Is that me? <laughs> it's officially Charlie. Charlie's our new intern. Um, he came for else. he came for Sunday dinner and uh, he got the job. Oh, okay. now. Plus now I don't have to carry my stuff to the car later and it's it's That's great. great. Yeah. I guess I signed up for that. Yeah. yeah. I do like the fact that you brought up Billy Joe Shaver though. Oh, I could talk all day about Billy Joe Shaver and John Bryan and Chris Christopherson and Tom T. Hall. Jason Isabel, but so, a different life. <laughs> here's, here's where I'm... It, it, the, okay. the key lyric in this song is yeah. we ain't leaving this room. And it does not sound like that's... I think it would be worse if you said read you're not leaving this room. Yeah, I think... Read it, it in context. No, I know. I am. I'm, I'm doing it right now. Okay. I'm doing it right now. So he says, So girl, leave your boots by the bed. We ain't leaving this room until someone needs medical help or the magnolias bloom. Mm-hmm. It's cold in this house and I ain't going out to chop wood. So cover me up and know you're enough to use me for good. And I think that the I think that the part that sounds that, rapey, man. Yeah, no, it would be ra- the, it would be rapey if you said, "Girl, leave your boots by the bed." You're not leaving. Yeah, this room. that would be an issue. I'm willing. Yeah, I'm willing to be. Yeah. He said, "We're not leaving this room." Right? He did. Yeah, yeah. So that's a collective. Yeah, he would like collectives. But it's I. Uh, I think you're. I don't know. You need to get your head out of the gutter, there, bud. Okay. 
Who does? This here is a clean, Charlie? it's a clean living podcast. Okay? He's making quiet political points. <laughs> yeah, I know he is. <laughs> anyway, the other the, the other part of that song is it's a Jason Isbell song, and I'm not a Jason Isbell fan, so. Dude, this isn't like that Clay Aiken song where I wish I was a fly on your wall. That shit's creepy, man. You know. That sounds. I don't know the song, but that sounds. I can see where that might go. I, we're not pulling up the lyrics because okay. I'm not ever going to condone that Clay Aiken song. That's not only is it a terrible song that's real creepy and super stalkery, was but Clay Aiken the the wasn't he on a TV show or something? He was that Opie looking. He was that Opie looking motherfucker. Can I ask you guys from yeah. American Idol? What, that's so Clay your Aiken. favorite songwriter's Towns Van Zandt. No, that's not my favorite songwriter. Who's your favorite songwriter? Oh, that's a good question. My favorite songwriter of all time would be David Bazan. Not familiar. Um, he he was in a. So we always talk about this too, and we're going to get into this conversation with you as well. Like, okay. what were you into before you really went country with shit, right? Mm. Some people were just into it their whole life. But yeah. for me, I, you know, I dabbled in a lot of indie rock and stuff. That's why when we had, had Rich on a couple episodes back, we were talking about pavement and Beck and, you know, yeah. the magnetic fields. But I was really into this band called Pedro the Lion. And uh, the front man... Uh, Kind of the the primary writer, David Bazan, just a craftsman man. His solo stuff is fantastic. You should look it up. It's, yeah, it's I worth will. listening to. Right on. Just from a craft standpoint. Who's your favorite songwriter? Uh, I'm good. Um, I take. I probably can't do my favorite, but I could do like top three in no particular order or top yeah. five. Um, so Guy Clark is hands down, and he. he, he he might be my favorite if I had to choose because he's the first name that comes to my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, he and I share a similar background growing up in West Texas, and I like a lot of his stuff just lands with me. Um, yeah, I hate Guy Clark. I do. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm just, um, I'm just trolling. I would, I would put, I would put Towns uh, in my in my top five um, with the, and I, I agree that you uh, with you that he's a, more of a poet than a songwriter, um, but the stuff that he does that's more songwriter is stuff that I just I, I fall over wishing I could do that. Um, another songwriter that's really good that that nobody ever talks about, Adam Carroll. You ever heard of Adam Carroll? Yeah. He, yeah. Freaking he is great. fantastic songwriter. Yeah. Um who else? Tom T. Hall is in there for dude, sure. Dude, I, I love Dolly Parton as a songwriter. She's great. Yeah. Well dude, she wrote so many things that you have no idea that she wrote. Yeah, I mean, so. I feel like Willie yeah. Nelson can be kind of like that too. Oh, yeah, and especially Billy Joe Shaver. I mean, Billy, so Willie you know, Nelson's probably in there too. He should be. Cindy Walker. Cindy Walker did did a bunch of stuff back in the forties. Did uh, I? I love Buck Owens. She did. Yeah, actually, Buck Owens. Yeah, he's up there too. God, there's there's too many. I know. That's why I can't. There's too many. That's why I can't say top yeah. songwriter. I got to be like, all right, top. Yeah, five, that was, a, top that was a, that's a stupid question. Top I, I couldn't give you my first. It's tough. I mean, I'm a Springsteen fan. And here's here's what I say. I I know a lot of people have a problem with Springsteen, uh, and it's because of the E Street Band and all the fucking stupid eighties cheese they just dump all over the top of everything he does. <laughs> I fucking hate the that stupid eighties cheese. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> like too is some of the arrangements too just don't do justice to the song. We think about we all right. It's born really, in the USA, really good. It's right? Really good pop music. Born in the USA. Like, it's an anti-war song. That's what the song's about. But it's so... An- an- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Anthemic? Yeah. It's so anthemic. Like, Ronald Reagan wanted to use it as his, his campaign song. Uh, yeah. And, of course, Springsteen was like, no. How many, how, and I'm not here I to weigh in on Ronald many, Reagan. I, I wonder how many presidential candidates have used that song. Born in the USA? It's got to be so many, right? No. No. He's never allowed anybody to use it as a really? campaign song. It's, it's kind of anti-establishment, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I think I think if you go, we and we talk about Nebraska probably every 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 single podcast. Nebraska? If you just listen, to the album Nebraska. Oh, oh yeah. I was going to be like, I, I do like Nebraska. It's a good state. It's a great state. Uh, Been like, to Omaha, uh, Shadron, Nebraska. Shattering. Uh, it's spelled uh, Chad R O N, and I do not know how to pronounce it, but it's a nice town. Chadron, 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 Chadron. Chadron. It kind of depends on how, what you're feeling. <clears throat> it's kind of like one of those towns in Louisiana. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how to say the name of this town. I played there once. It was cool. Good people. <laughs> Hard name. 
Yeah. But that's on me. Yeah. yeah. No, really. Well, okay. So also on the show, we do play some pre-recorded clips. And oh, yeah. uh, what are we playing? What are we going to be playing for our first pre-recorded clip? Oh, man. Um, I figure we should play a little piece of uh, the title track of the last album. Silver, Silver Valley. Valley. Yep. All, All right. right. Here it comes. You should see these mountains in the afternoon Backlit by the sun Looks like they could fall right down on you My daddy mined these hills like his old man Floods and the fires, they both died on this land But it seems to me there were no other way It's all I knew to do Silver always paid in every night I dreamed of a burning wagon wheel And the rivers running red And the cross on the hill Oh, Silver Valley all right. Hey, that was great. Thanks, man. Fantastic. Yeah, Silver Valley. So what's up with that song? What's going on with that? Where'd it come from? Where's it going? It came, like a lot of that album, just from driving back and forth between Colorado and Seattle. Mm-hmm. And uh, I drove through the Idaho panhandle many times and uh, always felt a very interesting, strange energy there. And uh, it took me a couple of years to like do any research to figure out why it was such a cool historic old feeling place it felt ancient when i drove through there and uh i looked it up and there's a big silver mining industry and it boom bust and now there's a lot of just uh interesting little mining towns up in those hills that uh don't do that anymore and they just kind of are out there and it's pretty remote and it's uh it's just one of those places that you can tell has ghosts you know (laughs) yeah in like the best way possible and uh but there's still people there like yeah yeah doing stuff ghosts and people yeah. what are they what are they doing like i i can't what's going on there nowadays i honestly don't know i i've i stayed in a mo- a haunted motel in wallace idaho it was uh, across the street from the united states uh longest running brothel oh it's classy is it so they're not no, yeah so they're not doing that anymore yeah but I'm, I don't know. I, I, I didn't. Sp- I, I've driven through it enough to uh, make uh, general assumptions about it. I haven't stayed there enough to actually. Did you write the song while you were there? No, I wrote. I, so I'd driven through there many times mm-hmm. when I was back in Seattle uh, for the summer last year and uh, I was sitting there and I had something. I was just playing some lick on the guitar and uh, it just shot out of me in like 20 minutes. And then yeah, you, you were saying that like for you. You're writing. It's just all going to come out at one time. It's fast. Well, because I'm my own worst enemy in every way. So, like, if I overthink it and, like, try to, like, craft the song too much, it's going to end up the most cliched, contrived thing in the world. But, like, the best way that I've found for me mm-hmm. right now is get it all out as fast as you can and then go back and edit it later. Yeah, but, like, give it a couple days, go back, yeah. uh, firm up some of the verbiage and whatnot. <laughs> but, like, if I'm like sitting there and I'm like, today I'm going to write a song and I don't know what I'm going to write about and I start writing a song, it's going to be the worst song you've ever heard. I think that's the, I think with that method, that's the, that's the idea though. You know, you find quality through quantity. Like you just write a shitload of songs and 2% of them are great and there you go. And the rest yeah. of them just sit on the but shelf I, for the rest of your life. I think as a writer, it's good to sit there and just put out bullshit. Like sit there and write things you really aren't into. I think that's, yeah. the, that's the habit the theory, of writing, and that's right? not that's to say theory, that I, yeah. I don't write songs when it's not like that lightning bolt inspiration. Like yeah. I write every day songs where I sit down and I'm like, I'm going to write a song today, yeah. and they're all terrible. And uh, <laughs> but but don't don't you find that 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 prepares you for the moment when you yeah, have that? It's, like, it's just thing? like uh, practicing mm-hmm. like uh, licks on guitar and stuff. Like you gotta like it's a muscle, you know. You gotta like work on it and. Uh, prepare yourself for for Mm. when that good idea hits you and then you're ready like you have that kind of toolbox of uh see here's 
the the way that I've found to work pretty well is I, I'll be going through the day or whatever, doing you know, driving somewhere, and think of a of a concept or a thing or a saying or a turn of phrase or something. I'm gonna write that down, mm-hmm. and then when it's you know quote unquote songwriting time, I'm gonna sit down and write a song. Yeah, and go back and dig through all those little snippets and be like, oh wait a minute. I remember that one. That's kind of cool. And then I could add on to it. Yeah. The amount of uh, voice memos on my phone from when I'm driving. Yeah. And you heard how loud yeah. my car is on the yeah. inside today. Yeah. Like where I'm just like screaming over highway noise, trying yeah. to like communicate what the song idea is as I'm yeah. barreling down some highway. I did That's that one lot. time. I was uh, last eight or sorry, last August. I was driving through Colorado on my way up to, where's that going? Montana. I picked up this this really smelly hippie, and he was asleep over there. And I sounds like one of my friends. Had a <laughs> Did you pick him up in Red Feather Lakes? Is his name Stuart? No, I think it was his name Stuart. I think it was near Salida or somewhere in there. Uh, I don't yeah. know. But yeah, anyway, I, I got this flash of a song, and he was sleeping, and I'm like trying to sing it quietly <laughs> into the quietly into the microphone, <laughs> and it just I go back really and listen. Timid. Yeah. He's like, "What are you doing?" Like, no, no, nothing. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> Was it about him? No, it was about yeah, the it was title about of the song was "Stinky road. Hippie" in yeah. my car. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be Actually, funny I probably need it. That's a good idea. I need to write a song about him. Go. He was he was this guy was so smelly that when he left the vehicle, it left a stink behind in the seat, mm. and I could still smell it like three days later. Some residual how, hippie. That's how smelly he was. It was I've never uh, you could bottle it and sell it. I've I've always been like. You know, really pro picking up hitchhikers. This made me think twice. I'm like, if you ever want to know what happens, have you ever picked up a hitchhiker? Uh, Much to my chagrin, I've been picked up by people while hitchhiking. So have I. That that's the experience I have with the hitchhiking side of things. I never really picked up hitchhikers. Neither have I. Yeah. Because because I trust no one. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, I trust no one too, but I generally. I'm yeah. very right. well armed. You're, I mean, you're, I'm, a, I'm a big guy, so I get by on intimidation. Yeah, me if I'm too. sitting I'm sitting behind the wheel, I I I'm, I can't fight, so yeah. I don't trust myself. Man, I just don't want to have to think about it. And number two, man, I just But that's and some folks need a hand, you know, like they're trying to get absolutely. somewhere. Yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That's why hand. people like you. I'm so right. glad there are people like you in the world <laughs> because I'm that guy that's gonna be like seventy five just keep on running. Just throw a couple dollars out the window as you pass Not, by. You know, I mean, I'm more likely to give somebody food or, oh, totally. or water over over money. Every now and then, I just feel like giving somebody money, but that's a rare thing. I live in Houston, Texas, and uh, I get solicited for money and or anything else uh, Pretty, multiple times yeah. a day. Yeah. Sometimes I'm in my work truck, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, bud, you know. I just spent a 12-hour day in, in an attic that was a furnace. And you're going to ask me for money at the stoplight. Makes me feel some kind of way. Yeah. You could write now, a song I'm, about I'm, that. Well, you know, the yeah. other thing is, oh, well, I don't want to get a political or anything. But Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is as close as I'll Buckle get to it on this podcast. I think that we, where, where we fail with, with at-risk populations in general is that that's, that's like an early childhood development thing. And, and, and you know... Resource is never really a problem. It's about the allocation of resource and how we choose to use what money we feed into our system, for lack of a better term, and how we don't take mental health serious a lot of times. So, and seeing as I hang out with a bunch of artists, I'm around a bunch of really fucked up people all the time. Yeah, <laughs> and and you know, uh, and you know, I, I, I myself am not the sanest human being. So. <laughs> Allegedly, um, that's what the, that's what yeah. the voices tell me. I don't know. So, so you know, it's like one of those things where I, I see that as a symptom of a greater problem, but then how to 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 work on those things without this damn mic, without without contributing to them. <laughs> Bop a top again. Ow ow doo doo. Okay, <laughs> goobers. <laughs> I like your koozie. Thank you. This is like the third. It's a Texas flag koozie for those who don't. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny? Mm. I got a really great story about this. I was out in California. I've had Texas flag koozies for probably 10 years now. And I always carry one. 
<laughs> keep that thing on you. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I was, I was out in California, and I even when I was in California, I had a Texas flag koozie, and I got to talking to this girl out there that was a Californian. She's like, yeah, I was in Texas, and everybody just carries koozies. You know, I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, you know, want your beer get hot, or you know, we're not drinking fast enough. That's your problem down here. <laughs> She said, she said, do you have a koozie on you? And I'm like, I'm like, well, yeah. And she goes, oh, what is it, like a Texas flag koozie? <laughs> and I whipped this thing out. I'm like, actually. Actually, yes, it is. <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah, so every, I've been building up quite the koozie collection in the last couple of years. Yeah. So I didn't know they existed until a couple of years ago now. Whoa. Now I'm all in. <laughs> See, when I was, like, when I was growing up, my parents would always have koozies. They had koozies. They had a, a koozie drawer, like in the house. See, my dad you know, drank out of bottles. Lived. My mom drank out of glasses, so there wasn't a lot of uh, koozie situations. Our family now. drank oh, out of jugs. So, yeah. <laughs> when you need a koozie for that mason jar, it ain't gonna fit. <laughs> that, no, that, that's a business idea. <laughs> mason jar koozies. Yeah. Well, how else are you gonna keep your moonshine cold? Exactly. Or hot, if that's what you're into. No, you don't want your hand to stick to the hot moonshine. I think they, they do hot sake in Japanese restaurants, man. Okay, all right. I don't, I don't think we thing. can find, you know, find that much similarity between you know, whatever tickles your sake pickle, and fucking moonshine, man. It's basically the same thing. Oh. Well, all right, okay. Yeah, different strokes for different folks. That's they might I'm be saying. wrong. That I might hate them, but you know, different strokes for different folks. Well, hey, you got that guitar sitting over there, and we talked about you oh, playing geez. a song. Yeah, do you want? To, do you, do you, want, you don't play? have to do one if you don't want to. No, yeah, no he I'd has to do to one. He's here I would love to play one of my new okay. ones. Yeah, and talk a little bit about the new stuff you're working on right now. I, I know that you, you know, a lot of finger style playing and uh, singer songwriting your stuff. On yeah, he showed me pretty, pretty slick. We're going a little Jerry more honky lick earlier on that <laughs> finger style stuff. Yeah, um, I would say this, if executed correctly is the record that I've always wanted to make because I love like honky tonk country music. And, uh, like I was saying to you guys earlier, like the last record was a product of just being like alone in my room during the lockdown, whatever. And, uh, like there's no energy to feed off of. It was just me. So all, uh, the songs, uh, that I still like a lot, don't get me wrong, are just a little more, uh, self-reflective, slower prettier americana ish uh there's tunes. that word we were talking about that word earlier. yeah americana yeah that's what they that's what they call it but uh who's they that's a good question you know but, them i mean i would i would call the last record a country record uh, maybe some other people wouldn't but i would call this record like it's indisputably a country record and i think a big part of that is uh this band that i put together that we played some shows together and they're going to be recording on the uh, album because, you know, I don't want to make any brash statements, but I, I think I have some of the best musicians in the country in this band. And it's completely changed the way I go about playing live and it's taken such a burden off of me for recording because it's just... Does it change the way you write? Yeah. Yeah. Like you start thinking about that instrumentation over other things? Yeah, I think my melodies, have, for those guys. My melodies have improved just imagining what they'll play. Like That's I, interesting. It, it's completely in my own head. But, yeah. but even like uh, old songs on the on Silver Valley that we've played live together, they've like they sound completely different now than they did on the record, just because this talented band is behind them. Different playing. arrangements too than the stuff you did on the record, or are you guys playing basically the same arrangement, just different instrumentation? Like, uh, it's it, it's the same arrangement. Uh, for the most part, it's just adding in different melody lines and licks mm -hmm. and uh, syncopation and stuff like that, which has uh, been really fun. But yeah, the uh, new stuff is uh, a lot more tempo driven. Same sad country songs that they've always been. Hopefully I've improved writing wise a little bit, but you know, the, the, the subject matter hasn't changed a ton. A lot more talk about uh, relationships and uh, uh, myself kind of finally figured out how to write about myself. The last album was a lot of geographical and uh, historical talk, but uh, yeah. You know how Towns fans the interview? Yeah, <laughs> I take that as a compliment. Well, let's. I'm in it as a compliment. Yeah, I'm in it as a compliment. What should I play? Um, 
I'd say easier or oh yeah, I'll maybe do I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah, the song's called Easier to Leave. It's a, uh, it's a, you know, a song about uh, being a traveling musician and how that can take a toll on a relationship and how that can, uh, you know, stresses and pressures and whatnot. Hard times, red wine, and a wide awake at midnight, and Lord, I don't know what I ought to do. I just can't seem to fall out of love with you. Long talks, the telephone. Wondering how things are at home And you always say that things are just fine But I've known you long enough to know you're lying It would be seem to shake this loving feeling I can't seem to make it go away so wake up every morning it hits me without warning that I just can't seem to fall out of love with you song buddy thanks man makes me want to sing harmony over it you know anytime that's why you try it oh i'm, oh, I'm going to tonight yeah no he's, yeah. he'll do it you just wait i'll do it he's got that high and lonesome sound you know yeah high and annoying someone's got it <laughs> <laughs> see he did some you know i was telling you earlier he did some harmonies for me on the uh, one of the songs that i'm fixing to put out and he's I got it back from Mix and Master, and I was like, who's that girl singing? Did he, put, did he add in some vocals? She sounds pretty. Yeah. Man, that's yeah. Chrissy Moore. <laughs> Chrissy you didn't Moore. know? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out. I just got it. That's funny. Man, um, so, yeah, that that's pretty 
pretty honky tonk, but that's that's the goal. Yeah, yeah. And and they're all going to kind of be in that that vein this time around. There is only one finger picking song on this album. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't actually played it out yet. It's called uh, "Call's Last Letter." It's about uh, it's Lonesome Dove. The the, the uh, after the book ends. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I love it, that uh, movie and the the author. Or I love that book and the movie, but uh, the author uh, died this past year. So, mm-hmm. You know. You think you're gonna play that this evening? I don't think I'm or gonna know all the words. Yeah. Not gonna lie. That's the trouble with the new ones, you know. You're like really yeah. proud, really excited, and then you get out there and you try to play it, and you're like, oh, well, I well, yeah, half let, let me present something I'm really proud of in the worst way. And I then just fuck, it it. Yeah. <laughs> just fuck it up. Yeah, just fuck. I crafted these really so good. meticulously. Now I'm gonna fumble through them entirely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I well, I had that that one tonight that I'm probably gonna play that I haven't written any verses for. I'm just gonna fake my way through that whole. <laughs> we can shit. we can go around and freestyle. On yeah. All the verses. <laughs> on all the verses. We'll be sure to turn our voice memo on before we do it though, just in case. Um, you sure you don't want to pull up your notes and start typing, Patrick? <laughs> Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> we need to leave. Yeah. We, we had a moment last time. Yeah. I was like, it doesn't have to rhyme. He's like, it needs to rhyme. That's, that's pretty that's always part. That's always the big argument between us. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, fuck rhyming, man. I, like, let's just actually craft some lyrics, you know? I don't want to, I don't want to put stare there just because the, it rhymes with chair. I just don't. That's the town's man's end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's probably it. Well, that's the, uh, that's the poet. Yeah. In you. Yeah. Maybe so. I think we all have a little, little Towns Van Zandt in us. Yeah. I like to believe so, David, yeah. underneath it all. Well, do we want to do a uh, another cut to one of your uh, pieces of one of your recorded songs that's already out there? Sure. Is there another one you want to share with folks? You know what? Yeah. What let's, are you going to uh, do? Let's do time of year. So when did you write this one? This was, uh, oh, man, probably during 2020. Uh, I I you know gone on a couple runs up to Montana, Wyoming, cold diners alone on the road. It's a song about that. So we'll we'll, we'll give that a listen right now. Here it comes. Appreciate yeah. it. What was your favorite part? Uh, the middle part. Dude, me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, we did. We actually did this last time. Last time when we had, uh, who was it? Oh, we had Luba. Yeah. I was like, hey, I'm actually going to play the song here in the in the room. Yeah. No, that was so we rich. could hear it. Was it rich? It was rich. I was like, I'm going to play the song right. No, I think it was Luba. Because yeah. I'm gonna play the song here in this room so we can we can actually yeah, can listen hear it back and at home talk and about let, it. let us know if Patrick is right or not. Yeah. Well, you can't because we edited that out. Oh shit. Yeah. Or did we? No, we did. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even edited Luba's. That's I how know. I know that's that why, it wasn't that episode. That's why I have to leave it in there if it, if it is in Luba's. It's not in. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So wouldn't accept have, my Girl Scout cookies either. Dude, I brought this guy boxes of Girl Scout cookies. What kind of Girl Scout cookies? Okay. Oh, no. they were the good guy. You want another hot take? Yeah, yeah hot take. Samoas? Not my favorite. <laughs> what, what about the Thin Mints, man? I like a Thin Mint. I like a Tag Along. Yeah, Tag Along's a good man. Tag-along. Can't really get behind the Samoas, but I'm I'm a I'm a anti-coconut guy. Ah, okay. Yeah, all right. That explains it. And I'll be perfect, David. I get it. Yeah, I have my faults just like all of you normal people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still human, but I'm working on that. Yeah. So, yeah. With the new songs, 
Mm-hmm. All of them were written in five minutes. Were there any of them that like a long time, a long period, a long duration went into actually crafting the song? Five minutes is an exaggeration. Yeah, I, I know, I know. But, uh, but you know, uh, you know, you I know mean, a long period of time is in like I wrote them all in one piece and then uh, went back and uh, yeah. How long is your editing process? Kind of depends on how good I did mm-hmm. the first time. But uh, one of them uh, is probably the most recent one I wrote that's going to be on the album is. Uh, called Don't Turn Out the Lights. And that one, it wasn't necessarily one song that I worked on a lot, but it was like uh, four different attempts at the same idea that didn't come to fruition. Oh, that's interesting. And then uh, something that seems to happen to me a lot is I, I want to write about something, and the best way to write about it is to have it not be the main focus of the song. So it, it, it took me like I was trying to just, you know, nail it down for so long, and it just wouldn't work. And then so finally, stick it in some corner of some verse somewhere. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I had like another kind go. of half idea, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, that's. It just ties perfectly in. So, you know, it, it's all fluid. It kind of depends on the song, but. Uh. That goes back to your habit, right? Writing habit. Yeah. Yeah. If you're writing every day, then those things are there when you need them. Or at least exactly. editing every yeah. day. Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I literally sit down and, and try to write for 30 minutes a day, period. Always. That's some that's some dedication and uh, and discipline. I think I'm not quite that disciplined. Just half the time, dude. I'm just playing through stuff that I hate. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, that sounds fun. But I mean, you you still hit those points where where it's something that's you're like, oh shit, that's it. That's that's the thing. That's the thing I've been looking for the last five days. But I've also found like you know? kind of just for my like mental state while writing, like sometimes the best thing I can do is walk away because like oh, yeah. if yeah. I'm trying to fit a round peg into a square hole over and over again it's just gonna make me mad and i'm not gonna come up with anything good and sometimes you just need to go write a book go for a walk listen to your favorite album and like mm. that kind of stuff you know you can steal from all those things but uh yeah you know sometimes sometimes giving it some space sometimes uh, i'm not even helps. working with lyrics so i'm just working on progressions mm. right just I, like interesting chord formulation yeah, progressions. He'll, he'll do that he'll come over here and be like hey, i got this progression hey let's mess with this mm-hmm. Like I, a lot of times, it I just starts write, with that, right? I no. never write progressions that aren't attached to lyrics. Uh, really? Whoa. Yeah, and, I, and, and Whoa. so what comes first for you? That's people always ask me that. I don't. Yeah. Know. I'll have an well, idea in my head, yeah. and usually the I is a lot. It's like a little line or a, like some sort of picture, and it comes with a melody. Yeah. And that's just what happens. And I'll refine it and like add more interesting changes or make it not just be a rip off of a Billy Joe Shaver song, like whatever <laughs> I need to do. But like. It, it's it i i like whenever i like sit down and just write a melody that's not accompanied by lyrics it's always some sort of like uh like funk lick or like some sort of indie rock kind of thing yeah well gentlemen i think we gotta do one more hit the road and do this uh do this play shoot. one more want to have play one more yeah play us out david and i got it i got a song or i got a question for you after mm-hmm. that i got one last question for you What's All right, question? lay it on me. The question is, who is out there that you're listening to that we haven't heard before that you're like, you should check this person yeah. out? Well, I mean, anyone listening to this should be prepared for the stuff you guys are releasing, first of all, because I just listened to it, and it's <laughs> goddamn amazing. So get ready for that. Um, other people that I uh, am super pumped about... Uh, Sean Hess, good friend of mine, uh, him and his band are recording new music right now, and that should be out at some point in the next foreseeable future. I've uh, heard a lot of new songs. They're terrific. Uh, friend of mine, Sweet Virginia, has an album coming out. First single already dropped, uh, playing at her album release party on April 29th. Nice. Swing Station. Yeah, I wrote that song for her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I didn't. I'm sorry, Sweet Virginia. You have a song called Sweet Virginia. I, I, I do have a song called Virginia, and it could be about her. Might be. Potentially. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. I see a, a collaboration in your future. I like it. But yeah. <laughs> um, so Sean Hess, Sweet Virginia. Yeah. Um, Who else? South Texas Tweak. Hey, yeah, he is. He's, he's, he's back in the, in the studio, studio as we speak mm-hmm. right now. And, uh, I think Nick Garza has some new stuff coming he out. He does. Yeah. He's... Man, I am really excited about his new stuff. He played yeah. a couple of new songs uh, when he was on. It's just a fantastic songwriter. Yeah. Oh, I'm really excited so good. About it. Like, God damn it, I quit. <laughs> 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 yeah, too many today. Great, great folks. Cool. Well, thanks. Yeah. 
All right, what you got for us? We were just talking about it. This is Don't Turn Out the Lights. Yeah. The bar is growing empty and the crowd is growing thin. The band has finished playing. It's closing time again. And I'm clinging to this bottle like it could save my life. So once more I ask you kindly, please don't turn out the lights. Don't turn out the lights. I don't want to go home, releasing this barroom. I don't have to be alone. So I stick to crowded places each and every night. So once more I ask you kindly, please don't turn out the lights. Where the heart is and her heart ain't with me And the empty halls of my empty home Echo with jealousy And every night my dreams betray me With scenes of her and I So I stay awake for days, dear Saying don't turn out the lights Don't turn out the lights I don't want to go home At least in this bar I don't have to be alone So I stick to crowded places Each and every night So once more I ask you kindly Please don't turn out the lights She told me I was the only Turn out the lights. I don't want to go home, releasing this barroom. I don't have to be alone. So I stick to crowded places each and every night. So once more, I ask you kindly, please don't turn out the lights. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. Hey, man, it's been it's been good. It's been pretty damn good. It's been pretty damn good. It was good seeing you last night with Nick up at Sagebrush. I it's think nice we're having gonna... a steak dinner with you with you fellas today. Charlie, yeah. we're glad you could join us too. Thanks yeah. for having me, man. Yeah. It's our newest intern, Charlie. Charlie Murphy <laughs> gets involved. <laughs> and this I think, is uh, uh, it's me forever now. Yeah. I think we wanted to put in real quick too that uh, getting loose and killing time. This very podcast you're looking at is sponsored by Kenimer Company. Yeah, that's right. Kenner Design House right here in Houston, Texas. I hear they make great hats. They make excellent Man, Kenner Co. is the only place to go for your country western wear needs. In fact... They got custom suits and cowboy hats, the finest western wear. If you go to a store and buy it off a rack, it never will compare. If you're honky-tonking or carousing, it's the only Western wear visit Kenimer.co. Hey, that was cool. Doing a that's cool. Yeah, Cole Reeves. Yeah, fantastic. I and, like their music. Yeah, yeah, they're fantastic. We need to get those boys on here. Yeah, they they've been working a lot with Scarla. They've I been recording down that's there. Where they did the, that's where they did this. Uh, that's where they did that little snippet there. Yeah, little ad. Yeah. Also reminding you to uh, check out Holler Brewing Company if you're ever here in the Houston area, because they do have a, a Kenimer sponsored beer there. They do. Kenner Cold. It's Kenner Cold of beers. And I'll tell you this: I do drink beer. So I've been known I. to drink a few beers. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. But if I, if you know, if I really want to church it up, step out with my Sunday boots on, I'm gonna drink a Kenner Cold. It's classy. It's classier than assless chaps. <laughs> I hope so. 
This has been another episode of Getting Loose. And Killing Time. I'm Christopher Seymour. Christopher Seymour. <laughs> that there's Patrick B. Ray. Patrick B. Ray. And we had Mr. David Miner on with us today. Hey, appreciate it. And Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks. Thank you, intern. All right. Very nice week. Let's go do uh let's go do a shootout, we say. And yeah, now let's go play Clint some Black. music. <laughs>